is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Welcome to Revelations Radio News. Today we have a special episode. Um, I talked briefly in one of our last episodes about a search engine that I began using about two or three months ago, and I really, really like it, and that is DuckDuckGo. Um, It's funny the way search engines can actually kind of control the way you you think to search, and when I started to think that maybe Google was doing that, I thought, oh my gosh, i got to try and figure out something else, uh, figure out a different direction, especially since they were not only... controlling the way I think, but also recording everything I, I search. So, uh, of course, your options from that point are DuckDuckGo, I guess, Seeks, and uh, Start Page. I personally have been using DuckDuckGo, like I said, for the last three months and uh, really, really enjoy it. So today on the line, I actually have Zachary Papais, uh, and he is here to talk about DuckDuckGo. So, Hi. Yeah, good, good afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, Philadelphia, so we're... Uh few hours uh, ahead or behind depending on where you are that's right and that's the the main headquarters of uh is is, is DuckDuckGo a startup I mean is, I think it is yeah um we are roughly 20 or so employees uh we're spread across 12 uh over 12 countries actually um but here in Paoli Pennsylvania right outside of Philadelphia there are four uh four of us at headquarters oh the main headquarters has a whole four people <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's very much an open source feel to it so uh you know it's part of the company culture we we all we're all suburbanites uh, I think we prefer it out here <laughs> well I'm a suburbanite myself so I can understand so <laughs> Uh, what is a brief history of DuckDuckGo and why was it started? Uh, DuckDuckGo was started in 2008 uh, by Gabriel Weinberg. He's our CEO. Um, and he was really you know, trying to build a better search engine, something that harnessed uh, you know, more instant answers. And you could uh, see that people were more and more going to sites like Wikipedia and Yelp and IMDb uh, you know, for, for information and food information and movie information. Uh, and he realized you know, if you could somehow pull that information out, show it above the sponsored links and above those organic links that everyone's used to, uh, you'd have a more compelling search experience. So uh, in a lot of ways, it started out as you know, just a goal of, of creating a better search experience. And um, right at the very beginning, he sort of backed into uh, the privacy aspect of it. Uh, when he realized that you know he was seeing all of these searches come through, and he was able to tie specific searches back to IP addresses um, and see people's you know medical searches or financial information, things that just made him uh, you know on a personal level uh, uncomfortable. Uh, and that's uh, the time when he said, you know, I'm going to take this out of my hands. Uh, I don't want to have to serve this information, uh, you know, to a court order uh, or to any government agency that's asking for it. So you know, I'm just going to stop tracking and logging it. Uh, and from that point, um, you know, privacy has been a major part of our user experience. Wow, that's that's great. So it reminds me of the Lord of the Rings, right? The you have the power, but do you actually <laughs> want the power? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess that you already kind of explained it. But uh, what what makes DuckDuckGo different than Google or Bing or Yahoo or these your your usual searches? So it, it is in a lot of ways, you know, like the search engines that you're used to using if you're uh, coming from Google or Bing. I mean, you can come to it, put a search in, uh, and get search results. Uh, but something that we focus more on uh, is this instant answers piece where 
you know, if you type in, um, you know, what is the height of the Eiffel Tower, it'll show you, you know, the specific number. If you type in tofu ginger, uh, it will show you a list of recipes that have that contain tofu and, and ginger. Um, and you know that piece we've open sourced, and we're really you know trying to drive people to drive or to, to create instant answers for our platform, so that you know long term uh, people sort of grow out of using organic links like they're used to. Um, and then our other you know aspect, obviously that uh, has been you know, most recently focused on, has been the privacy aspect and. On DuckDuckGo, when you do a search, we're not tracking or logging any user-identifiable information. You know, all the way down to the IP address is something that we toss. So, uh, you know, in that sense, um, all of the searches on DuckDuckGo are truly anonymous and cannot be tied back to any specific individual. Yeah, that's well. The, the privacy aspect that's great, and and I I can speak for it being a little bit of a different search just in the last three months that I've been using it. And I've, I've grown to really like it at first. It was kind of weird. And I, and I, I talk, I've just you know, mentioned that briefly how it's weird how a search engine can control the way you think to search. But when I started to just search for like exactly what I wanted with DuckDuckGo, I started to get, you know, the instant answer at the top or the uh, Wikipedia entry will be right at the top or you know, a lot of times, I can't, you know, I can't tell you how many times I forget, you know, what's the what's the conversion rate between Japanese yen and dollars. And, yeah. and when you search something like that, it you don't have to, you know, find the right link and click on it. You get an instant answer at the top. It's like, well, the conversion rate will be this, you know. Or, you, I think you can even, I mean, it does math. It does, a, you know, <laughs> simple addition and subtraction. I mean, you can do quite a few things for the instant answer bar. Yeah, the uh, the the amazing thing about it is, I mean, you can pretty much make an instant answer for anything. So if you had, I mean, you can do you know long uh, long equations through our search bar that are answered via Wolfram Alpha because Wolfram Alpha uh, is the underlying source to that instant answer. So you know, somebody that really likes Bulbapedia for Pokemon information um, came in and made an instant answer for that. Um, people that like Investopedia can use Investopedia if somebody would build a plugin for it. So, you know, if, if there's something that you know is a great source of information that you're particularly passionate about, no matter how obscure um, or broad it is, you can come in, suggest, or create it yourself, and it will be live on the DuckDuckGo site for everyone to use. Um, there are various ones that people like, but the one that I like is uh, typing in uh, what is the speed of an unladen swallow or how much magnesium is there in 34 cubic miles of fried chicken? Um, and to get an instant answer for something like that is, you know, it's, it's, it's serendipitous to one level, but to another degree, I mean, it, it's that knowledge portion that people assume that they're missing uh, with, a, with a search engine that doesn't track. Um, they assume that, you know, you need some information about the user uh, to give them uh, accurate results, but that's just not the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Another one of my favorite parts about the uh, the search, and I thought it was kind of silly at first, and I forget what these are called, but the, the call-outs where you hit the exclamation point. Uh, bang, bang search, yes. Bang searches, um, yeah. They are. They were my favorite feature. They still are. Um, mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. one of the biggest, um, you know, the, the the largest fan bases that we have are around that uh, piece of the technology. And it's really, um, really simple to use. You just type in an exclamation point uh, and the site that you want to go to. Um, so you know, exclamation point Wikipedia or exclamation point Yelp, uh, exclamation point um, you know uh, New York Times. Pretty much, uh, I think we have thousands and thousands of sites covered. So if it doesn't exist, you can submit it. But um, when you do that, it will take you directly to that ser- to that site. So if you were to do, you know, exclamation point Wikipedia, you would go directly to Wikipedia when you press enter. Or exclamation point IMDb would go to IMDb. But the beauty of it is that you can add a search term to it. So instead of, uh, you know, you're looking for shoes on Amazon.com, 
Uh, normally, you would go to Amazon and then you would search shoes and you would browse through, whereas on DuckDuckGo, you can search all of these sites directly from our search bar. So exclamation point Amazon shoes will then take you to Amazon and automatically search for shoes. You know, it pretty much just is a, is a step eliminator and it makes searching a lot faster. Yeah, like I said, I, at first I thought it was, oh, I don't know if I'll ever use that. But I once I used it once or twice, I was like, now that's really cool. And, you know, I, I'm on the computer a lot. And as you know, you know, somebody who uses the keyboard as opposed to using their mouse for things can just run circles around the other person. And just being able to type, you know, that much faster or type in, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've said, you know, search such and such video, you know, exclamation point YT, which is, of course, YouTube or exclamation point, you know, W, which is Wikipedia. And uh, there's so many more. I mean, I haven't even learned them all. And you you guys even did something really cool in that uh you can even hit exclamation point G and search Google or exclamation point SP and search start page. Yeah, um, I, I, it's user submitted. So, I mean, they're, they're really it, – it's, it's up to the community what they want. I mean, uh, it, there are so many bank searches at this point. I'm pretty sure that nobody at the company even knows, you know, which ones that there are and how many there are. Um, but, you know, at, at various points in time, we've had some very interesting ones. And I use um, – exclamation point jpg just to get quick images because it's a really quick way to grab you know a, a, an image of a duck for instance if you did um, bang jpg duck uh, it would show you uh, a user submitted um, image but all of these bangs uh, are crowdsourced from our community and um, you know from a very uh, very early on in our in our lifetime we had uh, a lot of bangs coming through so we knew that they were going to be popular and they are really compelling and they the sort of thing that changes the way that you search uh, and the way that you think about searching. So we you know, we like to hold on to those. Absolutely, absolutely. And anything that's open source, uh, we've been talking about a lot these last few weeks. It's a you know it's a good idea. It's uh, it's when it's closed source that you get all the tracking and all that other good stuff. So all right. Um, since uh, let's see here. And well, how does DuckDuckGo make money with their search? Uh, we make money just like every other search engine. Um, it's it's really a misconception that you need to track to make money in search. Um, if you put in a you know a search for cars, we can show you a car ad. Uh, if you're looking for you know a necktie, uh, we can show you necktie things and related keywords like um, you know suits. Uh, so in that sense, you know it is a myth that search engines need to track you to make money. Um, so we have you know, sponsored links just like every other uh, search engine, except we only show one sponsored link as opposed to you know, sometimes <laughs> 10 to 15. Um, and we also have anonymous affiliate uh, uh, revenue. So if you uh, buy something on Amazon or eBay through our results, uh, we get a small portion of that uh, revenue. And from those two things, they, you know, they maintain our privacy policy. They keep our users completely anonymous, uh, and we're able to make uh, money that way. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's always good to know the transparent ways that a company makes money because it, it, it makes it easier to trust them when it's all out in the open like that. So since the NSA scandal uh, broke last month, how has DuckDuckGo been affected? Uh, we have, we've seen uh, over a 90% increase uh, in traffic. So we're almost uh, double our size in terms of direct searches per day. Um, we, we don't, you know, we're not tracking to an ex- at all so to an extent that we know how many users that is. Um, but our only internal metric is direct searches per day, so people that actually come to the site and, and do a search. Uh, from that, we've gone from a little over one and a half million to uh, right now. I think yesterday we did three point nine million searches. So um, that all you know was was stemmed from the uh, the Prism story uh, started. I think it was it broke on June sixth, and you can kind of see our, our traffic is public if you go to duckduckgo.com/traffic.html. Um, but you can see there's a giant spike around that news story, and you know it's directly attributed. attributed to people 
you know, talking about alternatives and, um, you know, DuckDuckGo being a private alternative uh, has come up in conversation a lot in the last month. Uh, and people, you know, find it, they, they use it um, in the beginning for the privacy and then they stick around because they realize, you know, it's, it is a compelling user experience and, you know, it, it's, it's something that's different than what they're used to and they're, you know, unaware that these alternatives exist until they're presented to them. And I think the Prism story has done a lot to, uh, to present alternatives to a lot of services, not just search, uh, but, you know, email and uh, various plugins that you can use to stop tracking in your browser. So in that context, you know, we've been mentioned a lot. Uh, and it's it's clear from our numbers that people are making the conscious choice to switch. Absolutely, uh, that's even up higher than than I last heard. I, I guess I need to go to the page and check out the your your traffic ratings there. But yeah, the last article I read was up to two point nine, but it's just it's just continues to climb. That's uh, yeah, pretty 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 intense. And of course, you guys made the uh, prismbreak.org website, a website I've been plugging a lot in the last few weeks. It's just a just a great resource to go to, uh, to you know, to turn away from the big companies that are tracking and keeping tabs on us. Uh, in, a, in a sense, we didn't even need the NSA spying scandal to realize that big tech was uh, spying on us. And uh, so, have you guys got a lot of? I mean, I guess you don't necessarily know, but have you heard other people talking about Prison Break? Um, it, it wasn't actually a site that we built. Uh, that was an independent um, no, yeah, developer yeah. somewhere. But yeah. we yeah, we were on the list of, of list of alternatives, and I did you know just from my own browsing, I could see that a lot of the uh, news stories that came out about Prism were using that site as a good way to suggest alternatives and. Um, I, I, I can't say. I mean, we're, we we don't know, you know, what specifically sure. is driving all of this traffic, but uh, it, it, it from the frequency that we've been mentioned alongside it, yeah, I can say that it, it was probably a pretty strong, um, uh, pretty strong driver. Um, not, you know, a ma- majority of the driver. Uh, we believe that that's probably uh, word of mouth based on the the, the way that the, the traffic came in. Um, but yeah, it was a good resource, and I know it was mentioned. You know, the EFF uh, had mentioned it a lot, Electronic Frontier Foundation, mm-hmm. um, and a lot the ACLU. It was really pumped a lot um, in social media and in these articles that came out in mainstream media. So from that sense, I, I would imagine that uh, the other companies listed there and organizations should have seen probably an equal. Uh, jump in, in traffic, which I'm, I believe they did. Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, and by the by the uh, by saying that you guys made the prison break, I mean that you uh, qualified, that you yeah, you yeah. made it onto, and uh, that, yeah, that website has been. I think a lot of people are going to it. I know I'm checking in on it to see is there an open source alternative for this, or is there one for this, and, and then checking out these 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 uh, these great startups and uh, you know alternatives. So that uh, yeah, it's pretty cool that you guys made that, and I'm, I'm I hope for. Uh, continued success in the future with that. Has DuckDuckGo ever received a request from the government to turn over private data of one of your users? Uh, no, uh, and we don't expect to. The The data that we have, if we turned it all over, would still be unidentifiable uh, for a, an individual user. So, um, you know, all of our all of the searches that you do are truly anonymous. Um, they are stored that way, you know, that when we uh, store the query, uh, there is no way that they can be tied back to an individual user. So uh, we don't expect to ever receive a request like that. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely great. Um, well, uh, Zach, are there, are there anything we should watch out f- uh, for from DuckDuckGo in the future? Um, nothing coming up in the in the short term, but we did just launch our mobile app. Uh, if you go to DuckDuckGo.com slash app, uh, it's an Android and an iOS app that's available uh, right now, actually. Um, it's got algorithmically curated news, so if you're looking for the world's most interesting or talked about stories, 
that is the home screen that's set to the uh, search engine. It's a little, it's a different take on on news or stories, whatever you, you're into, uh, as far as RSS goes. Um, but from that aspect, we're, we're really proud of it. I think it's a really compelling app just to open up, you know, every few minutes and see what's going on in the world. Uh, and from there, it makes searching on mobile a lot easier because we brought the instant answers to the mobile. Uh, we brought bang tags. We made those a lot easier to to do. So uh, there's actually a bang search button. Uh, in the app itself, nice. which is not on the desktop yet, but we're we're very much considering it. So any feedback you have would be really appreciated. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm gonna have to go check that out and download it too. And we actually did just touch on one of my favorite things about it. And as before we wrap up, I'll, I'll just briefly mention it. And it's I love that you guys made DuckDuckGo search results customizable, and that I can you know center them or i can put them off to the left like google does or i can have a search bar at the top or i can take that out i think that was a brilliant move i don't know if everybody else loves that as much as i do but it, oh thanks yeah. yeah we don't get um we don't get too much feedback about it i mean people use it pretty silently i mean there are a lot of people that use it just from you know my interactions with them uh, and it's definitely a you know a loved feature but it's something that you know it we believe that most things about search engines should be opt-in. So we want to give you the options. Maybe you do like, maybe we have, you know, a web of trust ratings that you can get alongside yes. results. So yes. if you want those, um, you know, it might be too much clutter for some people, but for others, you know, they want that. They, we give them the option to enable it. Absolutely. And I, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, it, when you go to Google, the, you know, it is uh, sometimes, it's an interesting way to look through information, but it's also sometimes quite cumbersome and i just i don't know i just like being able to customize the results the way i want make them look uh the way i want it's just a, a brilliant feature and uh, one of my one of the big selling points for me uh i'll continue to use it i hopefully this interview will urge people out there to tr- give it a try and give it a try for a couple of weeks i say you know what, what, what do you have a recommended trial period for people um, we did a campaign a, a couple of years ago uh, to try it for a week and tell your friends and then you know check back in with us. So maybe they'll try it for a week and then they'll change the settings around and we can get a, a good post to our forum, duck.co, uh, for uh, what the types of settings that everybody's using, uh, their favorite visual style. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, that's, uh, that's good. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, just try it out and give it, give it a Give it a, a good, solid chance, and I think you'll be happy. Zach, thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with us today. I know you guys are super busy over there with all of the, the increase in traffic. Um, it's good to know it's just a, a small startup. It's some, a company worth supporting, so I hope people check it out. All right. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for your time, Zach. Bye. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say we're in.